leaders we are live here we are again for our third week our third session of summer sizzle within the lead with kim harris podcast and i'm so so super grateful for you that you are here with us some of you all been rocking with us since the first session and i thank you i thank you for your love for your support and so listen as we wait for our guest today, Mark Wright, we are just super stoked about the nuggets that he's going to drop with us today. He's talking about shooting your shot. And when you, when you get an opportunity to hear his story and hear his journey, I guarantee you're going to walk away with something that you can use in your leadership toolbox. So if you've been with us um, for the last three weeks, We've been leaving challenges with you. We've been, we want to identify, we've been able to identify challenges for you that you want to hold on to. And our first week, we talked about the top three things that leaders do. We talked about communication. We talked about building relationships and we talked about having influence. And your challenge from that was to identify one of those areas that you needed to strengthen. So I'm so, so thankful for those of you who are, have really grabbed a hold to that challenge and to that task, I'm so thankful for that because I know it is definitely going to bless you. And our second week, we talked with Dr. JP and he talked to us through positioning to pivot. And our challenge that we left for you on that time was to get positioned just in case you need to pivot, right? And so we're so excited about this um, this to this week's podcast, and we are excited about the opportunity to not only welcome these guests, but we have so many other guests who will be joining us, not just for our summer session, our, but for also for our season two, which is going to start in September. And so while we are sitting here waiting, I'm so thankful to see you, Tangela, TT. I'm so thankful to see you, Karen. And I'm so thankful, uh, Daryl Bond, to see you. I'm so thankful for your love and for your support. So if you have people who are not on Instagram, they don't, they're not able to get this live, I want you to make sure that you tell them that they can get this on the podcast from In The Lead. And I see, I see my, um, Mark joining us. He just has to come on in. I see you, I see you, Mark. We just need you to come on in. All right, here we go. With Mark, he is coming in. There we go. Uh -oh. Hold on one second. That's all right. We've been waiting for this, so we'll wait. It's all right. We've been waiting for this moment. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I'm spoiling anticipation. Oh, that's all right. Listen, it is so good to see you. The last time I saw you, we were both in Ohio, right? Uh, yeah, my parents' house. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, it is so, so good to have you. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us and the people to just really share some leadership tips around that subject, shooting your shot. And here's the thing. I've been watching you for a long time. 
and you have been all gas and no brakes. And I really it feels like to it. hear you and hear your story and hear your journey. So why don't you take a moment to just tell the people about your journey and what what, what brought you to where you are today? Um. Well, I mean, my journey basically starts in Cleveland, Ohio, where we met. Um, and as a kid, like, I just always loved movies and television. Just to, to backtrack, like, I am a film executive. Um, I live in Los Angeles now, and um, I am 33 years old, and it's been a, a quick but fun journey. And uh, so I got my start in Cleveland. Um, and to just start off, I was always very active as a kid, active in the church, active at school, um, and just love to kind of be busy all the time. And my mind, just brain, just kind of always was was moving. Was you know, uh, academic scholar. Uh, and as I got older, I started to kind of just see that I had natural leadership qualities. I just enjoyed like being at the center of things or, or pushing things forward. I'm not necessarily getting the attention, but liking to just be involved. Um, and that carried with me through college. In college, I was very active. Um, and after graduating, I was kind of like thinking about what I wanted to do, and I kind of had this 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 uh, kind of pull toward films. When I was a kid, I used to love to watch movies and and go to the theater, and always felt like an escape and an opportunity for me to really kind of imagine other worlds and see myself in other, um, you know, just in different scenarios, like to to think outside of my my current circumstances um, in front of me. And I just saw the, the power in that. As I got older, and started to understand like how media is used um, to influence and to inspire and to change. I knew that that was the, the, the field that I wanted to be working in. So I started I, back in Cleveland working for the, the Cavaliers. And after a few years of doing that, knew that I needed to move on um, because I wanted to get close to my dream. And it just felt like if I stayed at the Cavs, that, that would be the crucial the, the crucial um, move that would help me to, to, to transition to, you know, pursuing my dreams of being a filmmaker. And now I live in Los Angeles, California, where I've been for the past six years. Um, got out here by going to grad school, went to USC film school, where I studied producing. And um, I knew that in that two, period, two years of school that I needed to soak up as much as possible and learn as much as I could and uh, shoot my shot and <laughs> really just, um, you know, intern everywhere, like do the most humble jobs, get coffee, do all the things that I could to make sure that I was lining myself up with people who would see my work ethic and my desire to, to grow and would invest in that, um, you know, that, that energy and that yearning to, uh, it's really distracting seeing everybody join, <laughs> but um, just invest in that, you know, in that, in that energy and that, in that desire. And it, it's paid off royally, I would say, just in terms of what I've been able to accomplish in my six years living in Los Angeles. Oh, I would definitely say so. So when when I connected with you about that topic, shooting your shot, what's the first thing that came to mind? Uh, it's kind of the name of the game in my business. It's like you have to shoot your shot. You have to be bold. You have to be fearless. Um, or you have to just be able to, to manage your fear. I think that, you know, we all have fears and insecurities, but you have to be able to manage that um, in order to maximize whatever opportunities come your way. Uh, I think that oftentimes we think that we don't deserve things or we think that something is not for us, but the truth is we really can have what we want if we're willing to do the work um, and willing to do what it takes. And sometimes that means just being bold and asking that question that you think maybe you shouldn't ask or approaching a person who seems so like you shouldn't talk to them or telling yourself that I deserve 
to have the things I desire um, and believing it and doing the work to, to get it. Yeah, yeah. You said something, manage your fear. Talk, talk about how you do that. So, so in this leadership role, how do you actually manage your fear? What, what are some steps you could take? Um, I think that you have to, one, realize that it's all internal. Um, it's coming from you. There's not like outside forces that, that really um, stimulate fear. They may inspire it, but you are the one who have to believe that it is real. And, you know, in, in the church, we growing up, we learned that fear is false evidence of being real. And I think that that's a real, very true mantra because it's really all about what's happening up here. So we have to, one, just kind of do some exercises to think through things like, why am I afraid of this? Is it a real threat? And how do I overcome it? You have to, it's all internal. You have to ask yourself those things. Um, and I, I think that's, that's one exercise is kind of getting to the root of it. Why am I afraid? Why do I think that I, you know, don't belong here or don't deserve this or this, this feels too difficult for me to achieve? Just really um, trying to understand the root of that. Yeah. Listen, I knew you were going to drop some gems. I'm so excited. And I know there's some leaders out there who could really benefit from all that you just shared with us about managing your fear and really how to do that, how to manage your fear. I always ask our guests, what is unique about your leadership land? So leading in the film industry as a producer, what's, what, what would you say your niche is and what's unique about you? Um, I think that I am good at connecting with people and understanding them and making them feel validated and heard in, in this business. I think that what people get, they see, they don't really know what a producer does. Um, and really it's just managing things and people and making sure that people are where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there, making sure that um, people feel heard and seen because it's a very emotional business. People are artists and whether they are the director, the actor, um, the, 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 the grip, the people who like, you know, carry equipment, everyone, shows up with who they are and it, you can't you know it's just like any organization there's different personalities there's different um identities different perspectives and you have to be able to manage people's emotions and expectations and make sure that they feel heard um i think that's my niche is, is connecting with people and and just making sure that people feel like their voices are being heard and that they're being seen yeah and I bet some leaders out there are really interested in hearing about some pitfalls that you may have encountered. Do you care to share any of your pitfalls? Pitfalls? Uh, um, yeah. I think that one thing that I sometimes, I like to, I like control. And sometimes I forget that I can't control everything. And one, one situation I've been dealing with recently is really learning that one thing I can control is myself. I want people to do things the way that I want them to do them, or I feel like people should respond to me or respond to others a certain way, and I have to realize that I can't control that. And and, I, and without just being too specific, like there's a situation where I expected an outcome and it didn't happen, and the person I approached them in a manner in which I did not take into account, you know, what all they might have had going on, or you know what challenges they might have with their role that just are you know naturally who they are, and I think that remembering that everyone is not me, everyone is not like me, um, is a useful stop that I need to make sure that I'm using and moving forward so that I'm not projecting my own thoughts and wishes on people. I'm allowing them to show up as they are and making space for them to um, do their job in that way. And, and we have to just negotiate and, and make sure that we all, um, 
everybody feels like they have the best support and, and, and tools to do their job. Yeah, yeah. So I got this one thing. Finish the sentence. I wish I knew. I wish I knew that it was okay to ask more questions. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times you grow up, you're told, like, don't ask me any questions or don't question adults or don't question authority. Um, but I'm an Aquarius, I'm naturally uh, inquisitive and rebellious. <laughs> and um, <laughs> sometimes I, I don't use that to my advantage. And I, I wish I would, would be more curious in certain spaces and ask more questions um, and push people more because sometimes I realize that people don't know what they're talking about. And you might have that nagging feeling in the back of your mind. And it's not it's not a matter of causing conflict or or exposing anybody, but if you are curious enough, you might find new answers or new opportunities that would not have been presented or discovered otherwise. So leading with asking more questions and being curious and, and not just taking what people say for face value, but really investigating it um, when necessary. Sometimes you just go with the flow and you don't need to rock the boat, but yeah. occasionally um, there's a need or a benefit to just thinking things through a bit more or thinking a little bit deeper about things and, and questioning uh, folks and leaning into curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to our last segment, boss people making boss moves, I'm interested in hearing some of your leadership tips. What would you leave? What tips would you leave with your fellow leaders? Um, if you're not a sociopath, um, <laughs> use empathy. I think that empathy goes a long way, connecting with people and understanding who they are. Um, don't be afraid to, to say, I don't know. I think that people think that leaders should know everything. And the truth is no one knows everything. In Hollywood, they often say that nobody knows anything. Um, and that has become increasingly clear to me the longer I'm in this business. Um, but I think that people just need to be not afraid to make mistakes, uh, not afraid to be wrong, um, and, and not be not be afraid to say when you're wrong, when you make a bad judgment call or you don't listen to somebody and it costs the team something being able to empower them and say, you know what, you were right and I didn't listen. And that's okay. That's a, a sign of leadership. I'm shifting away from the word humility because I think that it is a loaded word in how we use it today. Um, but just not being afraid to say I was wrong. I think that that's a huge tip in being a strong leader um, because not only does it show your vulnerability and your humanity, it also empowers the person who you are apologizing to to feel respected and, and, and like a valued value part of the team. Yeah, yeah. And so with our segment, Boss People Making Boss Moves, we already know you're a boss. However, we like to highlight a lot of people. Who can you think of that is a boss making boss moves and really truly having an impact in their community? Who would you say? And what what's their name? What's their handle? What's their niche? I mean, I'm surrounded by bosses, quite frankly. Uh, they, they often say that you are the sum of the people around you. And all of my friends are bosses uh, in their own regard. I think about my friends here in Los Angeles, my friend, my friend Makaya Green, who's a senior vice president for Lizzo, the pop stars production company. Uh, my friend DeAndre Christian, who is a accomplished um, accountant um, in the film industry. He's worked at basically every network you can think of. Um, my friends back home, Brittany, she's a lawyer, but on the side she runs like a, an, an entertainment, like, business. My friend Shanice is a former journalist and, and PR maven. Um, my friend Tracy is a, uh, a, 
a, a, a CFO and accountant, um, and she flips houses on the side. Our friend Jerome is a leader um, at, at Target. Like I just am surrounded by people who are not afraid to, um, not afraid to, to to shoot their shot and to get what they deserve. The things they worked for. Um, one, but one person I think is really um, what a highlight is my cousin Anija Smith, who is um, a top leader uh, for Home Goods. She's a black woman. She's one of the, the few black women working in logistics at that level. Um, and we had, I was shooting a film in Atlanta recently, and we had some really good conversations about her job. I had no idea what she did. Um, the more we talked about it, she was saying that, uh, you know, logistics is like, you know, when you're working for a retail company, they have to get the items to the stores. They have to manage where they go, when they go. And she's one, I think she's like one of two black women, um, maybe not in the, in the in the whole industry, but definitely in her company at that level. And she continues to rise. And I think that she's definitely one of my inspirations in my family and just a total boss. Um, and that she's managing hundreds of people every day um, to make sure that company, that, that, that consumers are getting the products that they need. Yeah, yeah. And there's many well, listen, Mark, we have enjoyed you. I didn't hear you say that again. I said there's many Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, shout out to all the bosses that you name. Shout out to all the work that they do, really strengthening their community. And listen, Mark, we are so grateful to have had you with us today. Thank you so, so much. You are definitely a boss making boss moves. And we appreciate not only knowing you since you were younger, but really being able to watch you, watch you grow, watch you thrive watch you really make an impact on the film industry and on the community. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and stick around and make sure you tell your friends about our In The Lead podcast and that they can certainly watch it wherever they watch their podcast. So thank you again, Mark, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kim. All right. Take care. All right, you too. Whoa. That was dope. I know you had to be able to get some gems from just that short time that we had with Mark. He had so much to say, so much good advice to share with you. I'm so, so grateful for all of you who have joined in to hear how you shoot your shot and really, really, truly stop, stop letting fear control you. Stop letting it make decisions for you, but really managing your fear. So I'm so grateful to Mark. I'm so thankful and grateful to all of our listeners, and I'm so grateful that you allow me to come before you each week of this summer sizzle to just drop a few nuggets with you to bless you along the way. So what we want to leave with you today with, uh, with regard to our challenge is identify something that's holding you back, okay? Something that's holding you back, I want you to push past it and go scared, all right? And as we are really wrapping up our summer sizzle, we have just two sessions left. I want you to get busy impacting the people who impact the world. And until we see each other next week, make it a great day.